Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. Man, I got your text today saying that you were watching or listening to your rant about the uh, New York Knickerbockers and how they drafted. (laughs) (laughs) One of the funniest moments that that this show has ever produced. I I had a front row seat to it. Oh, my God. I, I, I was cooking dinner and I was listening to it. And I was fucking sobbing. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Just how off the rails I was. Granted, granted, the New York Knicks, they still give me some level of grief and, and, and strife. But Adam, they look good. They're good now. They're good. Their draft still sucked, but they're good now. It's fine. Hey, you know what? I had nothing to say about Jalen Brunson when he puts up a monster double-double, 27 points, 13 assists, and leads the Knicks to a nice overtime win against the Hornets to go to 3-1. and one. This is what other teams have been dealing with. They've had legitimate point guards this entire time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there is such a thing as having a legitimate point guard. It's ridiculous. I feel I feel cheated. I don't know. The Knicks have been terrible at drafting for most of my recent memory. Because I mean, we could have had we could have had Donovan Mitchell for one thing. We could have not even needed to trade for Jalen Brunson or sign Jalen Brunson in free agency if we had just picked Tyrese Halliburton over Obi Toppin. Hey, Obi Toppin. Wanted to open up his game a little bit. Back-to-back threes tonight, Adam. I know. You'll never and see so- that again. You'll never see that again. Just put that in the back of your head, and you could say you, you knew where you were when Obi Toppin hit back-to-back threes on back-to-back possessions. You'll, you'll never see it again. Ben Simmons could never. Be- I tell you, Ben Simmons could never do such a thing. Yep. Could never, ever do such a thing. See, this is nice. See, you and Jake always should talk the Mets. When you guys record podcasts, and now you and you and I should talk the Nets when we record podcasts together. Hey, 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 Adam. Can I ask you a question? What's the New York Knicks record? Uh three and one. Is it three and one? It is three and one. Yes. Okay. Yes, Do you know what the the Nets record is by any chance? I'll th- I'll guess here and say that's worse than the Knicks. Oh, it's worse than the Knicks. Just flip the numbers. Oh man, there are one in three. You're one in three. Oh no. Oh no. What are we gonna do? Although they're that poor super team. Steve Nash is just he just wants to leave. He got ejected against the Bucks. He just wants to leave. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it's so sad. It's a very up and down couple weeks for New York sports. I'll tell you that. I tell you, it's a great, it's a great week for New York sports because the New York Knicks are 
competent for now until they rip my heart out, which is coming, which is coming. I, I want to make that abundantly clear that the New York Knicks, if there is one guarantee with this team, is that eventually the rug is going to come out from underneath them. And they're going to take me with them. I will be down for the count with them. But for now, for now, we can enjoy ourselves. We can enjoy ourselves knowing that we're three and one. Jalen Brunson has looked great. Julius Randle has looked a-okay. Like he's not been fantastic or anything, but has he been awful? No. Uh-uh. Not been bad. And yeah, well, I tell I tell you too, before we get too off track, Mitchell Robinson has looked fantastic. Yep. Well, he looks healthy. He looks fit. Well, you know, there's a reason that J- that James Robinson picked number 23 when he got traded to the Jets. It's because he wanted to pay ho- pay homage to, to his hero, Robin- to, to his, his hero. hero, Mitchell Robinson. That's right. I don't blame him. I, I, yeah. Listen, I don't blame him. And the best part, Adam, is that he's staying in basketball games. He's not fouling out. I know. Not getting beat to the bu- to the buzzer. No, 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 no. He is competing. And he is getting himself in positions where he's not taking silly fouls, which has always been my biggest gripe with Mitchell Robinson. But New York Knicks, Tom Thibodeau, <laughs> we love ex assistants being coach of the team. I tell you what. <laughs> ex agents be the GM. Yep, sign me up. <laughs> Player contacts being the assistant to the general manager. Sure. Nice. The star guy's dad being on the coaching staff. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Yep. Yeah, you know, I was going to make a Yankees joke, but, you know, uh, I'll just have us revel in the moment here. Oh, oh, oh please. Whatever, whatever uh, Yankees joke you're about to say, I would probably agree with it right about now. Yeah, well, I was going to say... The Yankees have taken the place of the Knicks in terms of the team that gives me the most grief. Because how the fuck Aaron Boone is still manager of this team is is is, uh, is, is bewildering. I was going to say, you know, the, the New York Knicks pulling the rug out from under you is all, almost as much of a guarantee as Aaron Boone's job forever and ever, amen. Yep. That... Insulting? Maybe. True? Yes. It's insulting because it's true. Yep. (laughs) Adam, we don't agree on many things when it comes to baseball. I agree with you on that one. Let's just put that on a bottle and uh, cap it up. And let's say, let's save that for a rainy day. Yes. Let's. Well, we've talked about almost every other sport except for hockey um, and football, of course. Well, we don't want to talk about hockey. So we could, we could, we could just talk. We could recognize hockey as a sport and swiftly move on. Yes. And we'll talk about football. Yep. Because they we have another slate of games and only two teams on by this week, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. Two of the lot of fantasy hotspots, too. I know a lot of a lot of spots to fill. Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. I tell you what, uh, one thing very quickly, if Keenan Allen can get his ass back on the field and he can at least, you know, put in a consistent run together i mean his stock is going to be tremendous for the next month 
Well, yes, because of the uh, news with Mike Williams being out yes. for the next four weeks. Yes. Is that including this week? I guess. I would imagine. So I would, I would imagine. Yeah. So three games is three he, games. he's going to be out for minimum. Yeah. So that's not yeah, great. He, he would miss. He would miss. Let me just get um, those games up. And I can tell you, he is going to miss games against Atlanta, San Francisco, and Kansas City. Three games where the secondaries are quite soft. And, and a matchup versus Kansas City where historically Mike Williams does do very well. He does normally do put up good numbers against against Kansas City. Uh, throughout I, remember, I don't remember what he did in week two, but um, I'm pretty sure Mike Williams uh, torched them. Uh, if I can get, if I could find uh, the numbers on here, there he is. Uh, he in week two, eight for a buck, thirteen and a touchdown. That was yeah, Thursday sounds- night. That was Thursday night football. I, I played him. In, I played against him in multiple spots that week. Yeah, that was the the first week of Amazon Prime Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. That was yes. the grand. That was the grand debut. Yeah, uh, that was pretty good. Well, and that was with no Keenan Allen, also right. Right. Um, but anyway, we have speaking of Thursday Night Football, we have a game between that should be good anyway, between the uh, Bucks and the Ravens. Hopefully, God willing, that this game is going to be good. Because I keep the past my couple, fingers crossed. Because the past couple of Thursday Night games have been terrible, but at least I think a lot more people are going to be watching this because they're going to have a lot more of a stake in this game because there are a lot of fantasy player, fantasy stars going in this game, like uh, Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews and Devin Duvernay and the Gus bus, Kenyon Drake, Brady Evans, Fournette. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. And as far as injuries, Rashad Bateman is questionable heading into this game, but um, monitor the uh, inactive list or active, active and inactive list for this game uh, right before it starts to see what's going on with that. Same thing for uh, Gus Edwards and same thing for Mark Andrews because he popped up on the injury report uh, after the after his no-show performance on Sunday, which we kind of which you said, which is pretty brilliant that it was a uh, decoy performance, allegedly a decoy performance. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Um, I do find it rather interesting that Bateman in Bateman's case, that he went from limited Monday to non-participant Tuesday to full practice on Wednesday. Um, So he's going to give it a go. That's what it almost looks like. Um, But with Mark Andrews, this is a really, really interesting one to kind of gauge because, yes, of course, you have to play Mark Andrews, and he did give you a full participation on Wednesday, but you need some sort of assurance that he's going to at least do something, and you can't have what happened on Sunday happen again. Um do you have to play Mark Andrews though? If you know yes. that he's hurt. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I would rather take the point six that he gives me 
in my lineup and feel idiotic for starting him and give him giving me the point six, knowing that he's injured versus knowing that he's injured, benching him, and that he puts up a 25. That would make me feel like an idiot. It's a weird spot just because it's Thursday. If this is a Sunday game, I feel like you'd have a lot more clarity on what's going on. And he might be even healthier heading into the next game. But this is Thursday. It's I, it's well, hard. With the mini buy, I, th- I think it helps him. Um, but you have no. to play Mark Andrews. You have to. But like, for the here is... and now, it's hard to – I mean, listen, I can't say – I can't put my money where my, where my mouth is because I don't have Mark Andrews anywhere. But you have to be a little cautious about this if you have somebody on your bench. Odds are if you have Mark Andrews, you don't have anybody on your bench. Then you're playing Mark Andrews and rolling the dice. I don't care who you have. Give, give me a tight end that you'd play with Mark Andrews. This is like a, it's a hobbled Mark Andrews. Okay, give me a tight end that you'd play over or hobbled Mark Andrews this week. Uh, Robert Tunyon might be available. Huh? You would play Tunyon over <laughs> Andrews? Well, look at the situation. Just, it's not, it's not, the odds are not in his favor at this point. A questionable Mark Andrews is my number one tight end this week. Okay. He takes the field. You're playing him. It's simple. It's that simple. You can't overthink it. He's Mark Andrews. He is the best tight end in fantasy, not named Travis Kelsey. He is the number one tight end for this week. And again, what? You need to look at it this way. What will hurt you more? Starting Mark Andrews and getting you a point six or sitting Mark Andrews, and he puts up a 25? Well, I mean, it depends on... Okay, fine, the other thing. The depends on thing. what? Nothing, never mind. Depends the on guy, what the it's other... It's a guy you spent a second, if not an, uh, if not an early third-round pick on. Like, I don't think there's much of a discussion. Okay. Uh, at a premium position, mind you. Well, I, I shouldn't say premium at a luxury position. Well, at a scarce position. At a scarce position. There you go. There you go. I, I mean, it, it, it all goes back to what I said before. I doubt that you have a better option on your bench that you could just be like, oh, yeah, I'll start that guy with Mark Andrews. You probably don't. And there probably isn't too many great guys on waivers. No, the only waiver guy that is even in the range of thinking is Taysom Hill. I mean, if somebody got impatient and dropped Dalton Schultz in like a shallow league. Uh, Dalton Schultz is still my tight end 12. He's he's not in the range. Taysom Hill is my tight end six. Yeah. You're you're going Mark Andrews, please. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm begging. And, and and for what it's worth, you are starting Lamar Jackson. And you're start, and you're going to start Gus Edwards. You're going to start Gus, Gus Edwards. Rashad Bateman, I think, is interesting because the Bucs are down four of their six starters uh, in the secondary. So I wonder if this could be an opportune time to play Bateman if you're in a bit of a bind. Like, let, let me just look and see where Bateman is 
in my ranks for this week. I have Bateman as my wide receiver 40. I think if he if he plays, which is looking like that he is going to, I think I'll probably move him up inside my top 36. So he he's he's worthwhile. You you can you could go ahead and do it. I, I wouldn't have uh, much of a problem. Yeah, and you're right though. I mean, two of the Bucks top corners and Sean Murphy Bunting and uh, Carlton Davis, the third, Antoine Winfield Jr., all ruled out for this game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not looking great for the uh, Bucks defense. So, yeah. And on the Tampa Bay side, you know, Russell Gage ruled out for this game. Cameron Brait ruled out for this game. Julio Jones is a game-time decision. Mike Evans, thankfully, off the injury report. So it turns out that whatever he – whatever limping thing that he had going on, on Sunday, it wasn't as big of a problem as to have him have an injury designation going into Thursday. But honestly, he would have to have one of his legs hanging off the knee to have an injury designation going into a football game. We know the only thing that stops Mark uh, Mike Evans is his hamstrings. Yes. That's about the only thing that keeps Mike Evans from playing a game of football. And you're... Starting him, and you are starting him quite comfortably because I honestly, you know, if we're if we're you know talking to a man here, Mike Evans has been the only Tampa Bay player that has returned some consistent level of value. I mean, Mike Evans has been has been flat out terrific. Well, frankly, it's because he's played him and Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette are the only guys that have actually played for most of the season, if not all the season. Yeah, and let me let me actually check on on Fournette because I know he had a, a bad week um, against Carolina. He's been basically yeah. He actually no, I take that back. Fournette Fournette's been good. Fournette's been good. Yeah, he had a he had a tough week versus the Saints. I mean, they always have a tough week versus the Saints, and then he had the one bad game against Carolina. But then outside of that, he's been he's been okay. Yeah, and like yeah, you're starting Mike Mike Evans confidently because it seems like Tom Brady is looking more Mike Evans's way. Yeah, than any other than anybody else. I will also I will also say because you know this is a full trade season, we're getting closer to trade deadline. Uh, all my leagues, my trade deadline is November first, so I'm, we're getting pretty close to that. I am begging and pleading. There are. A couple guys as we go through this episode that I will, you know, mention as good buy lows right now. Chris Godwin is one of the best buy lows out there. Yeah. Like if you could turn Terry McLaurin into Chris Godwin, you do it. Well, that would be that would be nuts. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. Yeah. But I think the one especially thing... in full. Especially in full PPR, you do that. Yeah. It sounds contradictory. But it's like, aren't you like the Bucks offense just didn't look good against Carolina. And it's like, how much of that do you factor in to those guys rest of season? You got to think the Bucks are going to figure it out eventually. Right. It, well, you'd hope so. You have to think so. But Tom Brady's like 45 and he doesn't go to practice. And so how are they going to what are they going to do to fix it? 
Uh, they need better play out of the offensive line. That's number one. Number two, they need to establish the running game. They're dead last in terms of running efficiency in the National Football League. So if you can't if you can't run, odds are you're going to have a difficult time passing. So that's the number one thing that they have to do is that if they can fix the offensive line and get the offensive line to play better, open up some holes in the run game, that'll help out the, the play action, and that'll help them launch that fucking ball downfield. Well, that's what won them the Super Bowl. It wasn't golden boy Tom Brady. It was the offensive line, the running game, and the defense. Yep. Yep, That that's true. I will give you that. So, yeah, because... To be full transparency, Tom Brady is a top 12 QB this week. I know that we, there are a lot of questions already in the mailbag about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a top 10 QB. Unfortunately, we don't answer Thursday night questions in the mailbag. So here's your Thursday night, you know, blurb. The only guy that you could probably pick up off of waivers right now. Okay. okay maybe, maybe two or three that you could pick up off of waivers right now that I would play over Tom Brady are Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Tua. Those are the only three. I'd be surprised if those guys are on your waivers. After after Wednesday. Well, I mean, if your waivers are on Thursday, then Daniel Jones, I, Daniel Jones is 42% rostered in Yahoo, 29% rostered in ESPN. Kirk Cousins is 81% rostered in Yahoo, 67% rostered in ESPN. And Tua is 88 and 84. So the one that you should that you'll probably get your hands on would be Daniel Jones. I would start Daniel Jones over Tom Brady, as crazy as that is to say. Well, we are living in the in the twilight zone. It so. makes me want to throw up, and I'm I'm being very serious. It makes me want to throw up, shit and cry, all in the same token. But I would rather pick up Daniel. I would start Daniel Jones over Tom Brady. Interesting, very interesting. Well, let's move on into the regular Sunday slate of games, and starting off with or starting off with London, and this game is not at the stadium that you hate that I, that I will not name. Fuck that it, place. It's at another place that Tottenham played for a while. Wembley. That's a so, great stadium. Yes, it is. That is a great study for football. I can tell you that right now. Sure is. And uh, the Broncos going up against the Jaguars in the Jaguars second home, which is London, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. London's team is coming on. You know, I wonder if they would ever play a uh, Jaguars game at Craven Cottage. I mean, it would need to be, I think, a bit bigger, but maybe. Maybe Shad Khan will pull some strings. Well, I mean, if they're building, if they're building the new uh, that new stadium that they want to build, maybe they could make it suitable for NFL games. That, that would make a lot of sense. Well, Fulham will need to stay in the Premier League for a couple more seasons for them to actually get the money to do that. I think they're building it right now. Oh, really? I believe so. I think Fulham Fulham's getting a new ground. Everton's getting a new ground. Well, Everton's been rumored to do to be getting a new ground for like ever. And I think Leicester is too. I think. Isn't Everton building a ground like by the water or something yep. like that? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Good for them. Don't like anybody on Merseyside. Except, of yeah. course, our good friend Jamie Carragher. 
and, and I have to say, I have to say, commiserations to our good friend Stephen Gerrard. Eh. Well, he did. He did help Man City win the league. Disgraceful. I'm ca- I'm calling I'm calling my good friend Stephen Gerrard, and I'm letting him know of this absolute sheer atrocity that's going on right now. Tell him thanks for helping City win the league. I will. I will. Yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, uh, Broncos Jacks. So, did you see that story of Russell Wilson doing high knees on the plane and doing like stretches on the plane? Listen, I was just on a plane like last week. And I cannot even imagine. Can you imagine like a flight attendant just calling, going after Russell Wilson? Like, hey, sir, sir, the fastest seatbelt light is still on. Can you please go? Can you please go in your seat? I don't know if if you are a um, up to date with your uh, with your wrestling by any chance. Um, but are you aware of the uh, so called flight from hell? Do you know the story? I have no, literally no idea. I don't uh, watch okay. wrestling. Okay, so for for the people at home that know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, if I saw Russell Wilson doing some high knees in the aisle as I'm trying to sleep, um, that that flight would turn into the flight from hell very quickly. Very, very, very quickly. Um, I'm not starting Russell Wilson. I don't care. I, I don't care. I Honestly, you could tell me any other quarterback. I think I'd rather start that over Russell Wilson. I don't blame you. But really, it's more for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Well, well, I do, I do want to touch on the running backs very quickly. I think this is very interesting. Well, I'm just I saying, actually, I actually would consider Latavius Murray. Yeah, in I would bind. too, because he's he's like not bad. But I was saying, like, depending on who the quarterback is, it change, it kind of flip flops how you rank Sutton and Judy, because it seems like uh, Wilson likes Cortland Sutton, but Brett Rippon likes Jerry Judy and doesn't like Cortland Sutton, and vice versa. I would agree. I would agree. I think if it is Ripian, you start, you would start Judy, but I think either one, either one you're, you're starting like, um, let me just look here and see where I have both. I have Judy as my wide receiver 36 and I have Cortland Sutton as my wide receiver 28. So they're, they're wide receiver threes. You start them as such. Yeah, and I mean, indications are that Russell Wilson's probably going to start, which is interesting. That's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. And and I will I will say, just uh, picking at the pace uh, a tiny bit. Um, I I would consider Greg Dolchik if you're if you're down Travis Kelsey or Gerald Everett. Tight end. Yeah. He's he's my tight end fourteen this week. So I I would I would consider it. Yeah, and as we talked about on Sunday. Um, He's been getting looks regardless of who's starting. So Greg Dolchich he, is. He's become the tight end to own in, in, in Denver. Yep. Absolutely. Now, now watch one of Eric Saubert, Andrew Beck, or whomever be the tight end to score a touchdown on Sunday. Maybe a sur- surprise active Albert O. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, if, if they don't win that game, we could have, uh, we could have Nathaniel Hackett getting fired. Eight weeks into yeah. his reign, which would be very funny. Well, you know, this is an actual Nathaniel Hackett revenge game because I'm sure you realize that he got fired by Jacksonville as it is. offensive yes. coordinator. Yes, it would be very, very funny if Jacksonville is the is the one that puts him out of his misery. It never, it would be, it'd be very funny. 
Very funny. I don't really like to see people lose their jobs, but it would be very funny. Only out the Bron- of the Broncos. The Broncos are very unlikable. I don't know. Some, uh, yeah, a little bit. Teeny, 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 tiny bit. They've never, they've never known true, true pain. They've always been like kind of good throughout their entire history. They bought a quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That doesn't take that doesn't take a lot of skill. Well, I mean, they did draft John Elway. He took him to like ten. Or oh, I was like talking that. about when they signed Peyton Manning. No, I know, but like, I know. Well, yes, but John Elway, John Elway did did in fact win a Super Bowl with Denver. So they get credit. Won. Yeah, he didn't. He win two. He won two. Yeah, he won two. Stupid beat the Jets in the AFC Championship game in 1998. We would have killed the Falcons. Anyway, that's besides still, the point. Still holds a grudge. Still holds a grudge. I was like two, but I hold a grudge. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jacksonville. Big story out of Jacksonville. James Robinson gets traded to the Jets and immediately throws shade to Doug Peterson, where Doug Peterson was like, or uh, James Robinson was like, wait, yeah, I don't know what Doug Peterson's talking about. When he said that my knee was sore, everybody plays with sore knee. Everybody has like soreness. It's not a huge deal. Yep. I agree with him. I agree with him. Yeah. Everybody's sore. It's week eight. Everyone's sore. You've been getting beat up for the last eight weeks. Yeah. I, but really this trade just frees up even more work for Travis Etienne. He's my RB13 this week, high-end RB2. Start him. The world is his oyster now. Yep. He has top seven or eight upside for the rest of the season. And otherwise, no big injuries for Jacksonville. But anybody else that's worth starting on this team? Evan Ingram, maybe? Um, Trevor Lawrence is, wor- is worth starting as my QB16 uh, if you're in a bit of a bind. Um and you're in like 12, 14 team leagues, you can get away, you can get away with starting Trevor Lawrence. Um, I would I would look at Christian Kirk this week, but it's not super appealing because he does have to go up against Pat Sertan. And Pat Sertan has done a really, really good job against opposing wide receivers this year. Christian Kirk is my my wide receiver 25. So if you could pivot away from that, then I would do it. But if you don't have a choice, like I know many may not, then that's fine. You can go ahead and do it, but temper expectations. And then as for Evan Ingram, he's my tight, he's my tight end 16. He gives you a solid enough floor, but he really needs to score. He's as we always say with tight ends, you just kind of have to score. And if Evan Ingram does score, he'll return value. So. All right. Well, next game, moving on to the one o'clock slate, Carolina going to Atlanta. And uh, this game got a bit more interesting just because the Panthers look competent. And this game is actually, this game This game is like for first place in the division, potentially. Potentially. If, if Tampa Bay loses, mm-hmm. which is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, for Carolina, P.J. Walker looks like he's going to be uh, starting again after his uh, great performance against Tampa Bay. And... The one key guy here is Chuba Hubbard. Please, like, you have to look at Chuba Hubbard, not just because you might be starting him or anything like that, but for uh, Deonta Foreman. 
because if Chuba Hubbard isn't out, isn't playing, that it means that Deontay Foreman's going to be the guy, like uncontested. Yeah, he would be. He would be the guy uncontested. And even if Chuba doesn't play, it it, it really is. Uh, it really does kind of look like a committee. Um, you know, twelve touches last week for Chuba versus seventeen for uh, Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman looks like that he is the guy to have here. But Hubbard will get his. Hubbard will get his. He'll get his opportunities. Uh, but definitely one to monitor for sure. Um, that if Chuba is out, like Adam did say, uh, Foreman is a must play. And I would even probably consider moving Deonta Foreman somewhere close to being uh, a top 24 play this week. I have him right now as my RB32. Hubbard is my RB35. Yep. Deonta Foreman always reminds me of that trade that we made that worked out for literally nobody. Which one? It was like 2018, whatever year that Deonta Foreman tore his ACL or Achilles or something like that. You have, better, you have a better memory than I do, Adam. Yeah. Well, I just remember this trade because we made this trade with each other in fantasy and we literally got zero. We had not, neither of us got anything out of it. Like Des Bryant was going one way. Deonta Foreman was going another way. It was a weird, weird trade. Mm-hmm. Des, what guy? Yeah. Throw up the X, baby. Throw up the X. Maybe I'll go in my email and hunt and see if I can actually find it. Because I kind of want to know. Anyway, that's besides the point. You're starting DJ Moore in this game against Atlanta's uh, soft secondary, especially with no AJ Terrell. If he doesn't play, took the words right out of my mouth. If AJ Terrell is is a hundred percent confirmed out, which is looking like it, then DJ Moore is 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 very appealing. He's very appealing. Um, the resurrection might have begun. He is at his highest for me since week four. He is my wide receiver twenty seven. You start him as a high end wide receiver three, especially in PPR. Yep. But anybody else for the anybody else for the Panthers? Anybody for the Falcons? Um for the Falcons, if you, if you need a spot start out of out of Marcus Mariota, he could be serviceable given what he does with his with his legs and the fact that he's at home. Uh you could definitely get away with it. Um Algier could be interesting as a top 30 play. I have him as such, so you could be interesting as, as that. Uh there's no receiver uh would i start drake london is drake london startable for me where do i have him i have drake london oh wow is he really that low oh here he is i have my my wide receiver 37 so he's a high-end wide receiver for i probably would say play him just because it is carolina but the last couple of weeks for him have not been very good at all. Well, it's because the Falcons just don't throw the ball. No, they don't. They don't throw the ball. But since week three, he's got 13 catches. He's got 13 catches since week three. That's it's week eight. Not good enough. No, that is not good enough. That is not the numbers of a receiver that you want to be that you want to be starting. Plain and simple. Um, but is there an opportunity to start him against Carolina? Yeah, there is. There is, but do so at your own peril. 
And then Kyle Pitts, you kind of have to play. You kind of have to play him. If I had him, I don't even know. I I probably wouldn't. I I take it because like, how different would it be than what it was before? He would like you start him and he doesn't play do anything for you. But if you bench him and he goes off on your bench, you're like, well, whatever. It's the same production that I've been getting all the time anyway. I would say this in regards to Pitts. I would consider Irv Smith against the Cardinals over Pitts if Irv Smith is available. That's one that I would think about. Outside of that, I don't think I'd start. I mean, I have Taysom Hill higher in the ranks, but would I really go and pick up Taysom Hill to start him over Kyle Pitts if I had Pitts? Probably not. The only one that I would consider is Irv Smith. I mean, Cardinals have allowed six touchdowns to tight ends this year. I mean, at what what point is it an aberration versus a trend versus this is just what it is now? Because we've been at this point now for the last year and a half. We're 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 fully in it, and it's it's truly mind boggling how the Falcons have just completely fucked this up. They literally drafted Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Ga- and Antonio Gates combined into a player. And they were like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We're just not going to use you. We're not going to go ahead. Go ahead. We're not going to use you. They drafted basically a cyborg amalgamation of Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, and Kellen Win- and Kellen Winslow the first. And was and we're like, no, no. Forget it. At the time, they they drafted the biggest mismatch in college football, and they have no idea how to use them. It's it's true. It's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Yeah, how they just fucked this up so royally. You just hope he gets traded to a real team. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, oh my God, Kyle Pitts with Dak. Dak, who loves to throw to tight ends? Oh, I would say trade him to the Jets, but the Jets don't know how to use tight ends. Oh, Dak. Dak learned from the tight end whisperer himself, Mr. Tony Romo. He did. He did do that. Imagine Kyle Kyle Pitts to Dallas, confirmed. Kyle Pitts to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers can throw to tight ends. Historically. Kind of well, he he hasn't had a good tight end since Jermichael Finley. Fair, fair, and even then, was Jermichael Finley really that good? He he showed, he showed flashes. He showed flashes. Was it because he was good, or was it because he was playing with Aaron Rodgers? Mainly, it was because he was jacked. Honestly, I think that's why people liked him so much. I mean, Jared Cook also showed flashes. To be fair. Namely, yeah. namely in some game against some team in the playoffs where he made a okay catch to put them into field goal range and knock said team out of playoffs. I'm not bitter or anything. Not 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 bitter. What about Richard Rogers? He also made a pretty great catch against the da- against Dallas in that game as well. Uh, we don't we don't talk about Richard Rogers. We don't talk about him. 
Philly, Philly scum. Really? Eagles legend Richard Rodgers. That's true. Yeah, I know it's fucking true. Thanks. Okay. Anyway, we're getting off topic. As we usually do. I know, right? What else to do when I want to go to bed? Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the Bears and the Cowboys. So the Bears coming off a uh, fantastic win against New England. Against AFC East basement dweller, the New England Patriots. And please, please, Jets, please beat New England. Please just destroy New England on Sunday. Very on brand for the Jets to lose this game against New England. It'll be very, very, very on brand. I'm basically, I'm like half expecting them to just lay the biggest egg of all time against Uh New England. Oh, the disappointment for the Jets and Giants is coming, but you just don't know when it is. You know it's coming, but you don't know when. Ask Jake if he expects to to beat New England. You know, you, you know damn well what the fuck Jake is gonna say. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. The Patriots suck. I've been conditioned. This is like I am Pavlov's dog in this scenario. Yeah. I've been commission I've been conditioned to expect the other shoe to drop. And this game against New England is where the other shoe will drop. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong, but God damn it. We'll see. Although I'd be more confident about the Jets laying an egg if this game was at Gillette Stadium. Fair. But if it's at MetLife, since it's at MetLife, it's not the end of the world. There's hope. There's hope. Yeah. The Jets haven't beaten New England at, Met, at Gillette Stadium since that game. We're not even and talking about, we're not even on the Jets and we're talking about the Jets. You know what? Let's just do that then. Let's just go to the, let's just talk about the Jets. I could, I could talk about the Cowboys and, and Bears very quick. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it audible. <laughs> we can talk about the Cowboys and the, and the Bears very quick. I'm not going to spend ten minutes talking about the Cowboys. Okay. There is not a Chicago Bear that I would want to start. Very simple. That includes David Montgomery. I would not, not even Justin start. Fields. No. Oh. No, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. Could get you. Could get you an, an odd rushing touchdown. Sure, he could, but. Dallas defense, Adam, is good. It's and true. Just, just got a big, beefy boy in Jonathan Hankins. Well, I'm going to throw up. You want, me, you want me to say that again? No, please don't. I'll repeat it. We got ourselves a big, beefy boy in Jonathan Hankins. You can put your, you can put your headphones back on, Adam. Um, but for the Cowboys, uh, you're starting Dak. If Zeke does not play, oh my good God, are you starting Tony Pollard? Oh my heavens, are you starting Tony Pollard? Like, oh, oh. the Bears have allowed a rushing touchdown in every game this season, bar two, against the 49ers and against, oddly enough, the New York Giants where they allowed 164 yards combined rushing on the ground. You are starting Tony Pollard, and I will have Tony Pollard as a top 12 play if Zeke is out. Even if Zeke does play, I probably would make a case that you could start both of them, to be really honest. You could make a case that both of them should be top 24 plays, and you start them as such. CeeDee Lamb, you start. Michael Gallup, top 36 play, you start him. Dalton Schultz, top 12 tight end, you start him. Great. We can talk about the Jets. 
Okay. Well, I will say also, I think I'm. Pro- I think I'm probably going to start Tony Pollard in the guillotine. I might start him over Jerry Judy. Mm. Uh, I've I've been starting Tony Pollard in my zero RB league for the last three weeks. It was this was a lot easier of a decision when my when uh, Miles Sanders was on by, but now that he's back, I don't know. Well, that's a that's a question for later. Let's move on to uh, Pat's Jets. First of all, fuck the Pats. Gotta gotta put that out there. Fuck the Pats. Uh, second of all, Mac Jones is starting this game. Mac Jones is starting this game. This is hilarious. <laughs> How long is he going to be in? Uh, over, I think, over I think he plays drives. the entire game because Bill Belichick won't have to hear it from the, the Patriots crowd. I, I, I honestly, I was really surprised that the crowd started booing and Belichick was so quick to pull the hook. I, I was stunned. It doesn't really seem like a thing that stunned. Belichick would do. Belichick is like an emotionalist robot. He would never yes. do anything like that. Yes. I literally said that. I said that when we were watching. I said, you think, I literally said, and I quote, you think Bill Belichick is going to listen to these schmucks. Also, and I quote, continue, continue. You see those six fucking banners that are hanging in the rafters? You wouldn't have them if it wasn't for me. It's true. It's 100% true. And he was so quick. I thought that was handled so so badly. And I, I I feel bad for Mac Jones because the dude twisted his ankle, was out for two games, and an entire region now hates you because you're not the other guy. That would be like by the, who, by the way, is good, but is he great or very good? No, maybe Mac Jones isn't that either. Yeah, well, that would be like if after Tom Brady tore his ACL, all of New England was like, you know what? We're going to go with Matt Castle forever. We Tom Brady sucks. Matt Castle's the GOAT. Matt Castle's our guy. That, that would basically be what, what – that's the equivalent of what would happen. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Matt Castle went to a Pro Bowl in that season where Tom Brady was out with the injury. I did not. I I don't think there was a single Patriots fan that was saying, "Oh yeah, we have to keep Matt Castle, start Matt Castle over Tom Brady." Like I'm not saying that Mac Jones is anywhere near Tom Brady or will ever be anywhere near Tom Brady. I'm not saying that, but this is a guy that a year ago the Patriots spent a first round pick on. This is a guy that they have spent high capital on. And while Bailey Zappi is good, he's a good story. You you got to give Mac Jones an opportunity. You have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matt Castle not only. Did he like, yeah, they traded him to the chiefs. They sold high on Matt castle and traded him mm-hmm. to Kansas city, but Matt yeah. castle also whole held the weight of the Tom Brady's is a system quarterback argument on his shoulders for his right. entire career. Right. Right. But because, but because he is, but for the Pats, you're not starting any of the quarterbacks. You start Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's, I think he's a good start. You sit Damian Harris. I need to continue to see how this unfolds for him. Uh, you start Jacoby Myers. You don't start any of the other wide receivers. You could make a case for Hunter Henry, but I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't. So it really is, is only Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers. The question is, which receiver do you think is going to get lost in the sauce? I think it's probably going to be Devontae Parker. 
Probably. I think it's going to be Devontae Parker. But I mean, DJ Reed isn't bad either. He's a he's a very good like they've been. It's been a great cornerback duo there. Does DJ Reed go inside though? Not really. Right. Who would it be? Right. Beckles, so Jacoby Myers maybe? was living the slot all game. Yeah. So. But you did see Jacoby Myers on the outside when he scored the touchdown. So he could move outside, but maybe for this game with with Reed and 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 Gardner, you probably keep Myers inside and have him be the the ultimate check down safety plank. I think I think that's probably the move that that, that that the Patriots do. And then for the Jets, you're not starting Zach Wilson. Not a chance. No, 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 no. I would honestly, I would probably sit both Michael Carter and James Robinson. Just kind of see it. But if you have to play Michael Carter, if you lost Brees Hall and you know and he's your only option, then then yeah, go ahead, start Michael Carter. He's a top twenty-four play for me, so start him. Um, ideally, I probably would want to see it. And then outside of that, there's no other Jets player that I would start. Yeah, well, so much I mean, for the Jets being a hotbed for fantasy production. How long did that last? Like two weeks? Yeah. Well, it was that Cleveland game, and then that was it. It was Brees Hall. Was, and Brees Hall, he was he was he was the gem. It was. I tell you, when I had to when I had to drop him uh, for waivers, that that nearly killed me. Yeah. Well, also a thing for the Jets, Elijah Vera Tucker out for the season. Just awful, yeah. absolutely awful. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's a big part of your offensive line, and I just don't. That would be the that's the one thing that's like feeding into the doubt of this being the ultimate like oh fuck kind of game where the Jets just lay an egg where they just have so many injuries with Corey Davis being injured, uh Dwayne Brown being injured, Elijah Vera Tucker being out for the season, Brees Hall being out for the season. But I mean at least Elijah Moore is back. Did you see he, he gave he was doing high fives with, with Michael LaFleur. He's fine. Everything's fine now, apparently. Whoa. Yay. Ooh, yay. He's interesting, though, as a, as a waiver ad. I think if anybody dropped him, he, I would I would say pick him up and, and hold him, see what happens. But this would be the one game where you'll Zach Wilson would be throwing just because Bill Belichick's going to take away that one. Bill Belichick's going to try and take away the running game for for the Jets. Mm-hmm. So, and they're going to try and he's going to try and make uh, Zach do it himself. So, we'll agreed. See. Agreed. But with this offensive line, I don't fucking know. You're never confident going into a Patriots game ever. Maybe that one time, like 12, 10 years ago. Your Super Bowl. Yeah. No, we played, we beat the Colts in the Super Bowl. And that was like 60 years ago. Your modern day Super Bowl. Anyway, let's talk about the Dolphins and the Lions. So, uh, Tua is back. You know, he was okay against Pittsburgh. And otherwise, like, you're starting your guys against the, against yep. the Lions. Yep, you're starting everybody. You're starting Tua, you're starting Mostert, you're starting Hill, you're starting Waddle. And I would even start Kasiki. Yeah. 
And honestly, the Dolphins' defense is a pretty solid start as well. Um, I have the Dolphins' defense ranked at... If I can find them. Oh, there they are. Uh, my uh, DST9. So they're a top 10 play. Yeah. And listen, you know, they might have gotten murdered by the Jets. But, you know, it's okay. It happens to everybody. But I would say they also got the three picks last week because they were going up against a rookie quarterback. They're now on the road. I, I doubt with a really a, a, a secondary, it's full of backups right now in Miami that you see them have the same level of success against a experienced veteran quarterback where we've seen him have good games this year in Jared Goff. I think this is, this is a matchup that quietly we're not talking about enough where we could have, you know, 50, 60 combined points. I don't know. I mean, maybe this is part of this is just Dallas's defense being really good, but the lions looked hapless. And really it's been the, the last two games because they looked terrible against new England also. Well, it's also New England's defense and it's Dallas's defense. So two pretty hey, good defenses. New England's defense that got gashed by the Bears. Yep. That defense. That so, defense. But for the most part, New England's defense this year has been pretty good. New England's defense has not been has not been the problem. I mean, Dallas's defense. Oof. They're my number one defense this week. Even over even over Buffalo. Dallas is my number one defense this week. Yeah, well, it's because Buffalo's going up against Green Bay. And it brings me such bridal joy because offense wins games and defense wins championships, Adam. Yes, defenses win championships. Bring on those fucking Eagles again. That's that's literally how the Jets won the Super Bowl, is with defense. Dirty bird dickheads. Yeah, they... they, Joe Namath did not pass for one touchdown in that game. How is it that we could go on to another game where you still find a way to circumnavigate around the Jets? Because they're they're good. I want to talk about them. I want to talk about the Cowboys every sentence. All right. All right. Sorry. Back to the Lions. So it looks like DeAndre Swift is going to be back this week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honestly, honest question. If DeAndre Swift is available in drafts next year, will you take will you be drafting him next year? Yes. Still? Yes. Okay. Because when DeAndre Swift plays, he is great. Okay. Where I have DeAndre Swift, he has not sunk me. And the only games that matter for me when I have DeAndre Swift are the ones that take place in weeks 15, week 16, and week 17. If he's there for those three, then we're fine. Honestly, he hasn't sunk me either. In the in the league that I have him, the non guillotine. He is a great guy. I love me some D Swift. Start him. You start D Swift. I and I, I honestly, within reason, I would probably say start all of your lions as well. Start Goff. Start Swift. You can make a case start Williams because maybe Detroit goes with a bit of a split and eases Swift back in. Uh, Jamal Williams always catches. Always runs for that stray touchdown in that just it's the it's the calling card. Please God. Please God. Um 
Amara St. Brown is going to be an interesting one because, of course, he was removed in that game versus Dallas with the concussion. Um, and we've seen we've seen guys get removed from games with the with concussions, namely Chris Olave, and he missed a game. We we've seen it happen. Um, Pat Fryabooth, another example. So I know he practiced Wednesday in a limited capacity wearing a, a non-contact jersey. Yeah, he's still on the protocol. Yeah, it's definitely one definitely one to monitor. Uh, if he plays, you obviously start him. If he doesn't play, then you you move up Josh Reynolds, and Josh Reynolds becomes an intriguing option, and you start T.J. Hawkinson. Well, T.J. Hawkinson didn't practice on Wednesday due to a knee issue. Yeah, I would say better on rest day. I'm 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 sure that he'll be he'll be back um, as we get closer. I'm not worried. And, jo- about it. and Josh Reynolds didn't practice either on Wednesday, as well. Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson was sidelined last week as well on Wednesday. He isn't practiced on a Wednesday all year. Okay. So no, no concerns there. Um, also something that came out today. Well, when we're recording this on October 26th, Dan Campbell said that Jameson Williams is at least a month away from returning from his ACL rehab. Uh, yeah, you could drop him at this point. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not helping. He's really only helping you in dynasty at this point. Yeah. Yes. If you drafted him in redraft, you could drop him obviously in keeper and dynasty. You hold on to him. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you would draft him in redraft. If you knew that he was going to be out for an extended period of time, Um, but there were rare reports saying that could, he could have been back in the middle of October. So I, I understand it. It's the same reason why people were drafting DeAndre Hopkins. No, well, DeAndre Hopkins, you knew was coming back. Jameson Williams, you were hoping would come back, but. I understand it. It's, it's it's speculation. You draft in the 14th, 15th round, see what happens. And if he doesn't, you cut you cut bait and you're just saying, okay, well, it was worth a try. Yeah, but just I'm interested or it's interesting that we're getting an update on this because usually it's if it's closer to um, to like they're, them coming back, then, then the coach would say like, oh yeah, you know, you, we're looking to ramp up and open that three week, three week window for them to come off of injured reserve, but it just hasn't, uh, but saying that he's at least a month away, like I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't come back all season. It's definitely on the table. It's just because definitely on the table. Detroit is not like, they're not going to make the playoffs. So why rush Jameson Williams back? Yeah. But otherwise, that's pretty much it for that. So let's move on to the Cardinals and the Vikings. So you're starting your Cardinals mostly. Yeah. And you, if James Conner doesn't play, I, w- I would start, you know, Benjamin. Yeah. But you're starting Kyler, you're starting Hopkins and you're starting Ertz. Yep. And you just hope for more from Ertz. Just because of what happened last week, but he did get the targets. It's just keep keep peppering Hopkins. Yeah, well, so just Connor get him in the Will- end zone this week. Connor and Darrell Williams uh, both practiced limited. They were both limited on Wednesday's practice, so just monitor that injury. Good sign. It's a good yes. sign for for both of them to potentially come back. That's that's definitely good news. Yep. 
And for Minnesota, I know you said Minnesota. I know you said that Kirk Cousins was uh, was a bit of a stream, a, a good stream for you. Yep, good one, good one. Um, obviously, you're starting Dalvin Cook. Obviously, yep. you're starting Justin Jefferson. Yep, and I think you're starting uh, Thielen this week as well. Yep, top thirty six play started. And uh, Irv Smith. Yes, sir. I All would right. start him. I would start him. Cool, cool. Next game up, Raiders Saints. So big news for this game from New Orleans is that Andy Dalton is going to be your starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And it's not going to be Jameis Winston. Even though Jameis Winston is allegedly healthy, they're going to keep rolling with Andy Dalton. And honestly, it's probably not a bad thing. It's probably not a bad thing. Because he's gotten Kamara more involved. The offense looks good. He threw for 321 yards last week, I think it was. He had a 300-plus yard passing day, and he had four touchdowns. Uh, granted, he also had three interceptions. It was very Jameis-like, if I do say so myself. And one was run, was uh, ran back for a touchdown, so it was very Jameis-like. Yeah, very, very, very Jameis-like. Um, but as a streamer, as a streamer, I would consider it, considering the the Raiders allow the most points to the quarterback position. So he could, yep. he could, he could be interesting, but risky, yes. Yeah, I mean, if you have somebody not to mention any situations that may or may not be mine, but if you have Patrick Mahomes on the bye, maybe Andy Dalton could be somebody that you could use to fill in for that. Andy Dalton is my QB 20 this week. So I guess take with that what you will. Mm -hmm. Yes. Take that for what you will. Um, Anybody else from the New Orleans Saints besides Kamara? You're starting Kamara. You're starting Olave. I guess keep on hoping that Thomas is going to play, but did not practice on Wednesday. So who knows? Um, and even though Jawan Johnson had two touchdowns last week, it's the mantra that we say on the show all the time. Adam, if you want to say it with me on three, one, two, three, do, do it, it again. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah, basically. And then for the Raiders, it's very simple. Derek Carr is a good stream. Josh Jacobs is starting. Devontae Adams is starting. Mac Hollins, Hunter Renfro, absolutely not. Um, and then if Darren Waller plays, maybe. If not, I wouldn't start Boston Bro. Gotcha. Well, the interesting thing about the Raiders is Derek Carr popped up on the injury report. Josh Jacobs popped up, popped up on the injury report. Devontae Adams popped up on the injury report and Darren Waller returned it to practice. On the injury report. Yes, he's still on the injury report, but at least it, he's trending upwards because he returned to practice yep, in a limited capacity. That's good news. But Carr and Jacobs were both limited and Devontae Adams with an illness didn't practice on Wednesday. So, With an illness, yeah. I would expect he's fine. Yeah, he's probably fine. But just, just so you know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what a vague, like Michael Thomas is just so weird. That's the whole situation. He it's like, he does give, he gives me agita too. Cause it's like, we, nobody knows what's wrong with you. And you, it's like, he's not, nobody's actually saying anything. It's just, it's such a mystery. Now that is a dude 
that you want to ask me the DeAndre Swift question is, would I draft him next year? Granted, I only have him in one place. But would I draft him again next year? Absolutely not. No. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, Michael Thomas just never... 2019 feels so far away. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But I can't wait to not have him next year. And then Michael Thomas plays uh, 17 games, has 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. It's not going to happen. Michael Thomas is is done. Well, Christian McCaffrey hasn't gotten injured yet. So that's actually a good point. I don't have any McCaffrey. So, nah, Michael Thomas is a schlub. Uh, maybe I'm just a jinx. Who knows? I don't know. Well, anyway, let's move on to the next game here. And it's the Battle of Pennsylvania. The Pittsburgh Steelers going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kenny Pickett's going to be starting. So good for those who own Joe, uh, George Pickens and also Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, you know, you, you have to start Najee. Scary, but you could do it. Deontay Johnson, I think, is another one I think you have to start. Chase Claypool, you don't. Pickens, I would start. I, I definitely would be starting George Pickens in this matchup. Pickens is a top 36 play for me. I'd rather start Pickens over Judy. I'd rather start Pickens over London. And I'd rather start Pickens over Rashad Bateman right now. So he's he's in the wide receiver three conversation. And same thing goes for Pat Farber, that he is a definite startable tight end. Yeah, well, it seems like George Pickens and Kenny Pickett just have a lot of uh, chemistry starting out. It seems like he's found his guy to his his go to guy in this offense. It's looking like it, which is nice. The two rookies coming together with chemistry. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, Philadelphia. I mean, you're starting your Eagles. Basically, this game is a, this game is a great game for them. For for Jalen and Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, you know, you know the drill. Start all your Eagles. Yep. Hurts, Hurts, Sanders, Brown, Smith, Goddard. Start them all. Easy peasy. Next up is the battle of I guess you can call this the Oiler Bowl because it's the Tennessee Titans going up against the Houston Texans. Interesting game. Yes, very interesting game. Um, monitor Ryan Tannehill. I mean, you're not starting him, but I mean, maybe you are, but I wouldn't. But if it's Malik Willis in this game, it changes kind of the complexion of guys like Robert Woods. Yes. And yeah. Doesn't change Derrick Henry, though. You start Derrick Henry. No. Well, if anything, it might make Derrick Henry more valuable because if Malik Willis does start this game, Derrick Henry may touch this ball 35, 40 times. Yes. That's kind of what I was getting at. It, it, it is in the range of possibilities. I, I think so. I definitely think so. 
Um, for the Texans, you're not starting anybody except for Damian Pierce, and you're hoping that Brandon Cooks gets traded to a real team. I would start Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, I, I, I would start. The Tennessee Titans secondary is is banged up. Um, so I would start Brandon Cooks as a high-end wide receiver three. Oh, I've been flip-flopping between Brandon Cooks and a bunch of guys, actually, on the non-guillotine. Because I just, it's hard. Because like we were talking about on Sunday, there just aren't enough touchdowns to go around in this offense. Yeah, but Cooks, I think, has a, has a safe floor this week. The Titans allow the third most points to opposing receivers. So, yeah, I think I, you play the matchup here. And that that's Cooks. That's Cooks. Like, I, I think I would rather, I'd rather start Cooks over. I'd rather start Cooks over DJ Moore. Really? We were waxing lyrical about DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather start Brandon Cooks over Cortland Sutton if it's Brett Ripien. Okay. I have an actual thing. Okay. So this is my team. Um, Brandon Cooks or George Pickens? Brandon Cooks. That's not close. Really? Yeah, it's a 10 spot difference. Um, would you start McLaurin or Cooks? McLaurin. Okay. Closer though. Closer. That's closer. All right. Interesting stuff. Yeah, closer but, though. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I will start him, but I just don't. Uh, I'll see what's going on. It's scary. I mean, it, it's scary, no doubt. But I think the floor is safer this week for Cooks. And do you have any out of your various sources? Do you know if uh, Brandon Cooks is looking likely to be traded? Um, I have not heard anything uh, definite in regards to Cooks. There is interest. There is definite interest, but. Uh, the receiver, for what I've been told, the receiver that seems to be gaining the most traction right now is Chase Claypool, ironically enough. Yeah, that's pretty ironic. I'll tell you, a team in North Jersey would love to have Brandon Cooks. As Please, a God, Brandon player. Cooks, go to, the pay, go to the Packers. Please, God. That would actually be fun. Oh, I'd be so happy. I would be so happy. No, go to the other team in green. Actually, one of the other. No, 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 no. No Jets. No Jets. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That would be terrible. Honestly, Chase Claypool on the Packers would be fun. That's one that makes a lot of sense. That one makes a lot of sense. Makes more sense to me than, than, than Cooks does. Yeah, well, anyway, that's... Okay, so you haven't heard anything on Cooks. And uh, I've just well, heard that there's interest, but nothing nothing definitive or or, or concrete. Like no, nothing is imminent on on Cooks. I've heard I've heard different things with some other guys, but in terms of Cooks, nothing imminent. I saw somewhere that like the Rams were in on Cooks, which is which would be hilarious. As like, kind of why? Like... <laughs> why? Yeah. You need another how about how about you get the receiver that you paid sixty some on million dollars to involve? How about that guy? 
we have Allen Robinson at home. Is yeah. <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. Um, next game, the Commanders and the Colts. Uh, Taylor Heineke starts again for this one. And uh, as far as injuries, Logan Thomas is questionable. Uh, De'Ami Brown is uh, questionable as well. And um, as is Jahan Dotson. As is Jahan Dotson with that hamstring. Yep. So we'll see. The only two commanders that are locked and loaded starts are Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. That's if Jahan Dotson and or Diami Brown don't play. Yeah. So Diami Brown limited on Wednesday. Logan Thomas limited on Wednesday. Jahan Dotson did not practice on Wednesday. Okay. So it looks like Diami Brown is, is trending in the right direction. But hey, Adam, see what I told you last week, McLaurin? Yep. There you go. GPS. Locked in. I know. Well, that's that's what I expected. I expected with Taylor Heineke coming back that Terry McLaurin was going to have a great day. And he did. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. We were, we were robbed of a Carson Wentz revenge game also. Do we really want to see a Carson, a Carson Wentz revenge game? Maybe a little. Never. I'm okay with Carson Wentz um, not being on my screen on Sundays. I, I figured you'd say that. Um, the other side, this is pretty crazy. Uh, Matt Ryan being not only injured, but also benched due to injury or due to performance or due to both. But he will not be starting against the commanders. It'll be Sam Ellinger. Yep. Hook him. Horn down. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> I can't believe hurts. that. This hurts everybody. This hurts yeah. Michael Pittman. This hurts Alec Pierce. I don't know if this hurts Jonathan Taylor yet. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, my initial gut says no, but we'll have to see for sure. Well, they're going to uh, want to establish the run to help. Sam Ellinger kind of get over the nerves Agreed. starting. So it might help Jonathan Taylor, but it's it's really going to hurt the receivers. It, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think Pittman will get his still. And this is a matchup where he should have the space to be able to produce. It's just about the quarterback play. And is Ellinger good enough to keep Pittman's fantasy value intact? Matt Ryan was barely good enough to keep Michael Pittman's fantasy value intact. So I don't have too much confidence in Sam Ellinger. That's very fair. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. That's just, just how it goes. We'll have to see. I'm Brian. Yeah. Uh, Next up 49ers and Rams. Um, This game could be interesting, I guess. I don't know. I hope it'll be fun. Yeah, it, it could go. It, this game could either be super close or a blowout in either direction. I I just can't tell what it's gonna, what's looking like so far. I think it'll be close. I think I think this will be a close game. But who are you starting out of these, out of these guys on the Niners? 
I wouldn't be starting Garoppolo. I think you're starting McCaffrey. The McCaffrey time is is here after a full week of practice in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Debo, I mean, we got to have a conversation about Debo. I mean, he has been very average. And Adam, I mean, did we did we not did we not say this? We did. Okay, just 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 making sure. Um, I would, however, consider Brandon Ayuk. I would consider my my, my good friend. My good friend Brandon Ayuk, I, I would think about it. Top thirty play, and then George Kittle, my number two tight end of the week. Yeah, you you, you start him. Next time on things I cannot believe Bird just said, I can't. I think we should. I think you should start Brandon Ayuk. It's gonna come back and bite me in the ass. I can't wait for two catches for twenty yards. I'm surprised you didn't say that you didn't uh, express your support for Miles Gaskin. When we talked about the Miami Dolphins, see that's a curse word. <laughs> that's a curse word. I would never say such a thing. Okay, I'm just wondering if you if you bleeped out me saying Miles Gaskin. He's sickening. He's ugh, God, gross. Um, and then for the Rams, you're not starting Matthew Stafford. Um, I would start Darrell Henderson. Very interesting. If Darrell Henderson plays. Uh, he was out with an illness, so I would imagine that he's probably going to play. But very interesting to note that the Rams were one of the teams that were in on Christian McCaffrey showing that they are in the market for a running back. I wonder if Kareem Hunt enters this equation at all. Yeah. Well, they offered, so, so they offered Cam, they basically offered like a similar, if not the same package to the Panthers as the Niners did plus Cam Akers. Uh, Yes. Yes. For McCaffrey. Yes. I, I've heard different things. I've heard that Akers was included. I've heard that he wasn't. So I've heard both sides. So, yep. you know, take that for what you will. Um, but Kareem Hunt in this offense as a yeah. number one. Oh, man. One. Ooh. I think I think he's worth it as a as a guy to buy low on just to just to say obviously if he doesn't get traded you're kind of fucked but if he does he could be really really interesting and he could be he could be a league winner well if you didn't if you uh if you bought low on Kareem Hunt and he doesn't get traded then it's not the, the end of the world because you didn't get traded. Right. Or or because you didn't you didn't give up a lot for him. Right. Right. Um, you're starting Cooper Cup and you're starting Tyler Hickley. Outside of that, you're not starting any other ram. Fair enough. Next game is the Giant game. And the Giants are in Seattle to play the Seahawks. This, this will be game, a fun game. This will be a fun game. This game is gonna be a barn burner. Yeah, this game will be fun. I have a feeling. You're starting Daniel Jones. You're starting Saquon Barkley. And that's about it. That's it. And then for Seattle, are you starting Gino in this game? The Giants defense is pretty good. As a top 12 option, yeah. But obviously you're starting Kenneth Walker. Yep. And you're seeing what's going on with DK Metcalf. Is he playing this week? Is he? What's the deal with that? I doubt it. 
I highly doubt it. Um, he participated in walkthrough, which is good news, but he won't practice on Wednesday. Um, I doubt that we see Metcalf this week. I, I would say that's looking a little unlikely. So Lockett is number one. I like it. If not, Marquise Goodwin will will be the next man up at the receiver position, it looks like. And then I would even look at Will Disley at the tight end position because Geno Smith seems to like which, what Will Disley brings to the table. So he could be someone where if you're in a bit of a bind at tight end, Will Disley could be a little interesting, but the floor is not exactly super set. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Uh, la- well, our penultimate game is the Sunday night game between the Packers and the Bills. Weird stat. Did you know that the Bills have never lost to the Packers at home? Really? Yep. Did not know that. They're 6-0. That's a, that's a caster stat for you. I read that on the internet. And you know, nothing on the internet is wrong. It's all right. That is a caster stat if I have ever heard one. Also, when the Jets played the Broncos, it was the first time they scored points at mile high in like 10 years. Here we go. Bringing the Jets back <laughs> to the fall. I'm just saying, is it, is it, it's another obscure stat. Because I was wondering, because the last two times I went there, they were shut out. But, um, yeah. And then before that, it was uh, Tim Tebow. That was, the, that, was, uh, that was fun stuff. Love that guy, Tim. Anyway, uh, Green Bay and Buffalo. Oh, this game is going to be, I don't even know. Aaron Rodgers has literally gone off the deep end. I, I just don't even know anymore. My guillotine savior, Josh Allen. <laughs> no, we're talking about the Packers. The oh, Packers my. suck. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and Aaron Rodgers has been busy throwing his teammates under the bus this week on uh, Pat McAfee. I cannot believe any double Great down. look. Fantastic look. Yeah, I... Uh... Never has a player been so un has become so unlikable as Aaron Rodgers over the past two years. He's just so... see, I'm always gonna love Aaron Rodgers, but the whole thing of throwing your teammates under the bus is a little um, is not great. Is is not great. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year with the whole vaccine thing is weird, but just. Throwing your teammates under the bus like that, no, you know that's you're breaking the unwritten rules uh, of the league, and you just don't do that. The guy's been in the league for like 15 years. He doesn't realize, he doesn't know that you're not supposed to throw your teammates under the bus. Uh, but I also say that the the other side of the coin is it is Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers wants to do, and. Would it shock anybody if if Aaron Rodgers comes out has a vintage Aaron Rodgers game and his comments this week galvanize the Packers and they keep it close against the Bills? Absolutely not, because the guy's Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. But at the same token, is there a chance that the Packers lose 45 to nothing? You bet there is. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has looked has just looked terrible. He and I mean the running backs are good. Well, running back Aaron Jones has looked good, and that's about it for for Green Bay. Uh, yes, and you're starting Aaron Jones, even even with the tough matchup. You're starting Aaron Jones. 
You're not starting AJ Dillon. And quite honestly, I don't think I would be starting a Packer pass catcher. I think the only guy that you would start is Aaron Jones. I really think that's it. Lazard is a top 30 receiver. Um, you know, I take that back. I would start, I would start Lazard because there is no there is no Tredavious White. So yeah, you could start Lazard. Yeah, wait. I wanna say one second. I just want to check something. Because I think Alan Lazard might be injured. Yeah, he's on, he is on the injury report. Yeah, he did not practice on Wednesday with a shoulder injury. Yeah, he is on the he well he was on he was on the injury report last week. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury now for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, oh, I was uh, thinking of the wrong guy. Randall Cobb is not going to play in this game. Yeah, he's he on the high IR. Brian. Yeah, he's on IR. He's going to be yep. gone for a couple of weeks. Yep. So, um, also, this is a Jake Kummerow revenge game. God, if he scores, if he scores like the first touchdown, my you just brain know. would hurt. You just know. My brain would hurt. Um, but you're starting all your bills. You're starting Josh Allen. You're starting Devin Singletary. You're starting Diggs. You're starting Davis. And I think Dawson Knox in a bind, he could be worth it. And he gives you a piece of Sunday night. Are you starting Jake Kumara on the off Never. chance that he Never. scores? Never. <laughs> Never. Uh-uh. No way. I get it. It's because he's injured. But, you know, if he plays, I don't know. Yeah. We could be in for an immaculate stat line. If he gets an immaculate stat line, Adam, I will come on the show next week. I can't do the show by myself. I would get Jake. Okay. You know, I can't I can't talk to myself for an hour and a half. It's yeah. hard. No, it's impossible. You, you you slowly just become mad. Yeah, it's, it just doesn't work. Uh, last game, Monday night, Battle of Ohio, Bengals-Browns. Joe Burrow is going to have a field day yep. against Cleveland. You start Burrow, you start Mixon, you start Chase, you start Higgins, you start Boyd, uh, and you start Hurst. Yep. And for Cleveland, and for Cleveland, you start Chubb. And honestly, I'd I mean, sit hunt. Really? Yeah, I would. This game script feels like it favors hunt though. It may come off as that, but I also wonder if maybe they don't do much with hunt. If they feel like there's a possibility of a trade. I just, a, just a gut call. I see where you're coming from though. That maybe they just decide ease off of Hunt for a week, and then if you get something for him, and you could trade him. You do it, kind of like what the Jags did with James Robinson. Exactly, I- I- exactly right. So they're going to make up a bogus injury for Kareem Hunt and be like, "Oh, we had to hold him out because of sore because of general soreness." Exactly. Kareem Hunt stubbed his toe in the shower. And he couldn't play to get, he couldn't play. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, you're starting Amari Cooper. You're not starting Donovan Peoples Jones. And if you lost in Joku, maybe Harrison Bryant could be worthwhile. I mean, let me just see where I have him in the tight end ranks. I have Harrison Bryant as my tight end 21. So not really in the startable range. No, but yeah, tight ends are pretty. Pretty thin position, so maybe maybe Harrison Bryant 
could be somebody, but uh, it's a long shot though. Yeah, if you, if you want if you want some uh, last looks on Monday, Harrison Bryant would be your move. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a fun preview show. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcast. For my co-host at Birdsaw, I'm Adam Castro. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>